Dente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have Faye Hollow. So, not to be confused with um, Faye Hollow, the fairy tale murder podcast, <laughs> which I just discovered okay. while, Google, while Googling Faye Hollow. <laughs> I was not aware. Uh, neither have I. Apparently, it's a. Um, uh, crime thriller podcast um in like eight episodes uh but anyway nice. um seems like under, seems like my wheelhouse but that i'll say i'll save that for off recording i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to that um mm-hmm. <laughs> uh we're talking about fey hollow which is a creepypasta on creepypasta.wiki by shadow swimmer 77 and uh we're just gonna we're gonna dive right into this one so uh so there's this guy trevor uh, as a child he went walking into the woods while staying at his grandparents' place for the summer. Uh, while walking, he came to a strange winding trail with silvery sweet music sirening him down it. Um, it led him down a very strange hike. While following the trail and music, the sky above changing to a strange nightscape, he paused ab- uh, upon seeing something glinting in the knot of a tree. It was a silver medallion, or sorry, I... I, I I even changed it because I, I I wrote in uh, earlier today a silver p- pendant. I was like, no, it's a silver amulet. <laughs> it specifically said amulet I'll in the, the story. I know ma- ma- medallion, amulet, pendant. They're all tomato, tomato. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, it, it was a silver amulet that had an inner power to it. So Trevor pocketed it and kept following the trail. Uh, the trail led him to a fairgrounds deep in the woods where children played, ate sweets, and went on rides. There were also these nice little elf guys named Binkles, and the now massive full moon in the sky had a woman's face on it, and it was winking at him. Uh, However, this glamour all came crashing down for Trevor as he touched the amulet in his pocket, when he saw the truth of Fay Hollow, an abattoir of childhood nightmares made real, with rides that were eating their riders, sweets and foods that were in fact body parts, and even creatures themselves hungry for their unsuspecting would-be eaters. Just child corpses everywhere. (laughs) Um, At the center of all this, on a throne of bones, sat a bedeviled sylvan queen with with the same face as the moon had earlier, but a much more monstrous body. She was staring at Trevor knowingly. As Trevor stood there petrified, on what he was beholding, the horrid, lanky, true creature that was Binkle began talking to him. During this exchange, Trevor convinced the creature to let him go, and since Trevor had not yet partaken of anything the fairgrounds had to offer, he was, in fact, free to go. Uh, And so he did. But the fairgrounds and its queen were now watching him. Uh, Returning home, he entered a coma that lasted a week, and it wasn't until the next summer when he found the amulet in his shorts, that he had another coma. But this time he woke up earlier, and this time around he remembered everything that had transpired in Fey Hollow. 
from then on, he kept the amulet on, for Fay Hollow's path began stalking him, trying to get him to venture back to the fairgrounds. Uh, it only stopped once he was 18 years old. He's 30 now, and while he no longer wears the amulet, he has fallen in love and is expecting to have kids, and he worries that Fay Hollow will hunt them next. So he plans to give them, his children, the amulet, and warns the reader that monsters do exist, and they wait for us to fall into their traps. Finn. How'd you, how'd I do, guys? <laughs> How was that uh, for a for a rundown? <laughs> Pretty good. You forgot to mention the enormous flaccid penis, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I did say giant, like a much more monster. Like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did forget, I forget the fla- Yeah, I did forget. Uh, Slanesh was on the was, was in fact the Sylvan Queen. Um, that's a that's a Warhammer joke. Uh, oh, okay, gotcha. Slanesh- Slanesh is one of the chaos gods that is both male and female, uh, and is the the chaos god of like basically overindulgence and like sloth and lust and what have you. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, basically, it's it, she's a fake creature, like it's a creature of fae, so it's like this weird like hermaphroditic creature. Um, mm-hmm. it's fine. Uh, but yeah, so that's the rundown of Fae Hollow. Uh, so I guess we shall move on to. Everyone tell us that Grammar Inquisitions at this point. God, I love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to start with this one here. Uh, at 10 years of age, whiling the days away in the simple pleasures of fresh air and sunshine, I stumbled upon the strange dirt path running through the forest, somehow sinister and inviting all at once. So a bit run on. And this story has a number of run-on sentences where it just uses commas for to like extend a sentence. Um, but also, whiling the days away? Like, W-H-I-L-I-N-G. And apparently, this is an actual term of phrase, or turn of phrase, to spend time doing something enjoyable. So I learned a thing, because I'd never heard oh, whiling the days away. Hmm. Um, so on to my next one. Um, still a puzzle so mysterious at this, my natural boyish curiosity was simply too powerful for my inherent caution to overcome. So I think it's supposed to be still a puzzle so mysterious as this, not at this. Yeah. Uh, the next one here. Uh, yes, she certainly is. I replied politely. Taught through rote, route, rat, practice, and the switch that one should always behave properly when confronted with a new acquaintance. What the fuck is route practice? I think it's like pronounced row. Yeah, is it row practice? Like, okay, Maybe. like the closest I could, like, I, I, I could not find this turn of phrase. Like what is that? Like, do you guys know, do you guys know what that means? Like, uh, like the closest the I was able to come retreat to, yeah. of defeated troops. Yeah, like the closest I was able to come to, like for like what this means is just like through forced practice. Um, like in terms of like what wrote like what the wrote like derivative is. Um, I and and like also like that switch part, like and the switch that one should always behave properly when confronted with a new acquaintance. What the fuck does that even mean? 
Like I'm, uh, I'm legitimately asking this question to you both because I, I could not find any solution. <laughs> which that one should always behave. Um, cut through row practice. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's so. I, I, I don't like as <laughs> don't far as know. my <laughs> quick googling that I just did right now. I, I yeah, um, taught through row practice would be like disorderly practice. What that makes no sense then for the context. Yeah, like I replied politely, like <sighs> reply politely, taught through <sighs> through like I, like I, yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> like I. I, I'm trying to like like I is it like a dialect thing from like wherever this wherever Shadow Swimmer is from? Like I don't know. It's such a weird weird uh, turn of phrase um, to the point yeah, I where I'm, I had to bring it up here because like I, again last night I did a a Google search like to try and find out if this was a phrase somewhere and I could not find an explanation for it. <laughs> um. The best I can come up with is that, like, or like maybe, like, as an ex- like, maybe if if this is something wrong, like, if this is like some kind of weird, like, typo that just it, it may be like taught through, um, through study studious practice, um, through thorough practice, yeah, through thorough practice, and um, the, the knowledge that, that one should always, yeah. yeah yeah, the teachings are the knowledge that one should always behave properly when confronted with a new acquaintance. Well, like, I, I don't. The, I don't know. Disorderly practice almost works because it's when you get scolded as a kid for not doing your oh, manners, right? maybe, yeah. And then the switch, the opposite of that, is actually doing your manners. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, so oh. it's saying through disorderly practice and the opposite. Yeah, and through like proper practice. Yeah, just in a but really roundabout so, way. So weird. Yeah, like I'm. I'm gonna say something about this story's writing prose in my act in, in the my first actual thought, but like this one was like, what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> I was I was very confused mm-hmm. by this sentence. Um, but, uh, I'll, I'll move on. Um, oh, so polite calling Binkle, sir. Uh, and then there's, th- that's the end of the quotes for the dialogue. However, but that not necessary. No, my word. Why is Master Trevor not having s- his fun? As that in Fay Hollow is what all children have done. I, I think the quote is, is like, was, was put in the wrong spot. <laughs> Because yeah. that entire that entire section was dialogue. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially so, because of how like rhymy and weird that is. It, so exactly. that is clearly it's, him still saying that, unless he's doing it telepathically, like the the second half of that sentence, the dialogue. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, I was very, I was very like, it's like that. I think it's just a simple issue of like that. The quotate, the dialogue quotation needs to be extended to the full section. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my next one here, I fumbled to try to make words in my mouth, but my tongue felt swollen and unwieldy behind my lips. Uh, so just a simple spelling mistake. Unwieldy is actually supposed to be unwieldy. 
So U-N-W-I-E-L-D-Y. Don't add an L before the Y there. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then my next one here, uh, another simple typo or spelling error. Um, they didn't know I would be leaving, so I think it's best that I be going home now. Um, so again, it's hard to say that it's hard to say what's wrong, but it's in the sentence is missing the apostrophe. So I think it's best, like it is best that I go home now. Mm -hmm. Um, but that is, that is my, my grammar inquisition for this story. So, uh, I, I relinquish it over to Mikey, the stands for evil. All right. Um. So you caught the ones that I found. I did it. <laughs> so all that I have left is a conjunction junction. Ooh. And next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. It curled and swayed this way and that, not appearing to obey any logic or whim. The twists and turns of its passage, taking it through swaths of deep shadow, over fallen trees and across babbling brooks. And in the final third, directly ahead and serving as the focal point and apex to the entire park, stood an enormous haunted house attraction, its exterior covered with animatronic ghosts and ghouls. And these were not the worst. Its massive head lay at the entrance, and I watched as a line of waiting riders walked willingly into its open mouth. Its dark eyes flicked to me where I stood staring, and it smiled knowingly at me and winked. The idiosyncrasies of the motion, a perfect copy of the expression the animated moon had given to me earlier. Its long arms hung past its knees and terminated in large knuckle-handed, seemingly big enough to envelop me completely, and tipped with wicked looking claws. It extended its arm past me in a gesture directing me back towards the entrance to the fairground. It had taken some effort to convince my mom, but I really did want to spend time with them. It wasn't in the same place as the first time but the silvery strains of music trying to draw me down, it let me know beyond the shadow of a doubt that it was the same trail I'd found before. It was terrifying how hard it was for me to resist the, that cloying temptation, but holding tightly onto the pendant I wore around my neck, I managed to turn and walk home without looking back. But she wants them, and there's no way I can deny her that either. But I worry. It sure didn't stop the hollow from trying to get at me, but at least it let me see the monsters for what they truly were. 
it will belong to my child once he or she is old enough. It's a poor inheritance, to be sure, but it's also a lesson all of us must learn. And if we go too long asleep, we may find we have been devoured. Finn. Wow. That almost sounded like he he like early on in that little in that little bit. It almost sounded like he he uh, he wanted to like he he actually had a fun time at Fay Hollow and wanted to go back. <laughs> yeah, when he's describing the creatures, it was like yeah. it started describing the um, snake, and then yeah. it continued by describing uh, the, the, the demon on the throne, and then yeah. continued with Binkle as well, as if they're all one creature. So it's yeah. this weird giant snake demon with long arms as claws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reason that uh, Mikey does this is to highlight all the sentences that start with words they shouldn't, like its ands or buts, because there's better places to put those, not the front. Yes. Pretty much all of them, there's some other more proper word that would uh, sit in there better. Yeah, uh, so if that is the end of Mikey's Grammar Inquisition, yep. then we shall move on to Gamer. Okay, I only got one. It's like the second half of one that you brought up that you didn't okay. mention. Oh, uh, okay. Why is Master Trevor not having his fun as that in Faye Hollow is what all children have done? Yeah. So maybe it's just the way that they all talked, but I didn't really understand the last half of that. Really? As that in Faye Hollow is what all children have done. Yeah. Um, it's like, so like, why isn't Master Trevor having not having fun like all the other children in Faye Hollow are doing? I guess it's 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 just kind of a like a it's a poet poem like a poetry kind of way of like or a rhyming sort of way of of saying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very roundabout way of getting there. I mean, it's the Fae. That's all they do. <laughs> mm. They're tricksy that way. They is. Yeah, that's pretty much all I had. Okay. Uh, also, technically, that's uh, dialogue. As I <laughs> as I put on as I as I, as I adjust my my glasses. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's how the character talks. <laughs> it is, but if you're trying to say words for a child to understand, I mean, yeah. Well, starting with that, actually, like, okay, so we're gonna move on to actual thoughts. Here's <laughs> your question: What mm-hmm. freaking time period did you view the child being from? Uh, honestly, are like the re- the modern day, but like the Fae don't have the same anachronisms as us. But so. listen to the way that Trevor writes. As a 30-year-old. Like, well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he's writing like he's kind of old school. I feel like this is from, like, oh, the 30s. True. And it, honestly, it could be. Um, because there is no... There's really no um, uh, content Technology. in this. Yeah, yeah there's, no, there's no content in the story that would, would uh, betray an earlier time period. I think it the does, highest tech thing I saw was the whack-a-mole. Yeah, which is not, which is, I mean, whack-a-moles have been around for, like, ages. Like, not, hang on, whack-a-mole. You're going to make <laughs> me look it up. And by you, I mean me. Yeah. Whack-a-mole. Uh, 76. Okay, so yeah, the 70s is still not bad. Like, the 70s is still, like, people talked weird. <laughs> people talk funny back then. Wow. That goes all uh, of our uh, demographic from the 70s. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean, the seventies is still like an earlier, earlyish time. So, mm-hmm. um, 
especially this guy who went to like college and stuff like that. Like maybe he was he so he, kind of an ep- academic. Maybe he went into like creative writing. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair. But yeah. Um. So I guess uh, segueing over to actual thoughts with that. Um. So I'm gonna start with this quote here. Uh, Regaining conscious control of my passage, slightly shaken by my autoambulation, despite the reassuring lilt of the music. I slipped the pendant into my pocket and cautiously proceeded, exhilarant and nervous, to discover that might what might lay at the end of the forest path. God damn, is this some flowery prose going on in this story? Yeah, case in point, what I yeah. just said. <laughs> this is some purple prose going on here. Like some some five dollar words being used. But isn't there an issue there? Um, what? Because later, when he touches the pendant, the music changes as well. Ah, I think it, it's it, it. What what it is is um, the music doesn't like the the glam the full glamour doesn't doesn't drop until he passes through the uh, the archway into the fairgrounds. I thought the full glamour dropped as soon as he touched it. It does. However, like notice that like the music's still playing. Like even even when he's like has the um has the the pendant on like when he's older and like when he's like trying to escape the thing like it's still trying to siren song him even though he has the pendant on so I think the the glamour the, the true glamour is actually when he's within the uh, the 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 perimeter of the fairgrounds not before like while he's on the trail does it specifically say that it is the normal non it's the normal glamoured music or does it just say the music is still calling to me. Which could be the fucked up music. Maybe I don't know. Um, it, it doesn't specifically say. Mm. So this might be a plot hole. But I just I just say that it's the uh, the unglamored music that was still kind of messed up. But there yeah. was still music playing. It didn't shut the music off. Yeah, it just added. It basically just and again like it, when he was in the carnival, like when the music when the uh, the glamour dropped off. It, the music just suddenly like it became like a cacophony of screaming and, and ch- like children screaming and some of that, which really just could be that like maybe that was like the the bulk of the music at the fairgrounds was just people screaming. <laughs> mm. Um, like maybe there was some twisted music uh that was that was kind of being played underlying it that was just being drowned out by the screams. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, that was just my example of like this is very purple pro, <laughs> like. Very, very uh, uh, flowery in its uh, descriptions of things in the story. And to me, it wasn't unwelcomed. <laughs> so uh, on to my next one here. Um, reaching the center of the clearing, I found that the midway reached a sort of hub with two other paths combining to create a Y dividing the fairgrounds into three roughly equal parts. So uh, the reason I brought this this quote up is actually not really because of anything it's saying specifically, but like just to kind of bring up the fact that like, so this is a fairgrounds that is run by the fair folk or the fae, because another word, another another term for the fae or the uh, the the fair the creatures of fairy are the fair folk, as oh, okay. we um we actually discovered a couple of, like a couple of years back when we did a Newfoundland creepypasta called the fair folk. <laughs> um, so I actually kind of thought that was really, that was neat. Whereas like, this is a fairground, both in 
the literal sense of like this is a grounds that are this is the territory of the fae of the fair folk but it's also a fair like mm-hmm. like a like a festival or like a carnival sort of situation so i thought that was a i don't know if that was intentional but i thought that was rather clever <laughs> um when i when i came upon that uh and then we get this part here uh with the which is built uh how do you fucking say this thing's name? Binkles. I, I kept, I, for some reason, over the course of like jotting down my notes and like reading the story, I kept, call, I kept thinking whenever Binkles' word was not in my eye, was not in my view, I kept calling it Blinky or, or like, uh, or, um, or Bilk or, or um, uh, like, uh, yeah, Bl- I keep calling it Blinky <laughs> or Bilkins. But, but it's just Binkle. There's no S on the end. Is it? No, no. Uh, oh, shit, you're right. Fuck. I can't, oh, it's because I, cause there's more than one. That's why I had it in there. Oh, okay. Because there was, there, was there, was, there was another one in the, in the ticket booth. So, His name isn't necessarily Binkle, though. No, but it's, Steve. yeah, but Trevor, Trevor refers to him as another Binkle. Yes. Uh, but anyway, moving on. And yeah, here's the, here's the quote. Uh, yes, yes, Fay Hollow is where all the children come to, for fun. And when it's done, they're off to run. Now, get your tickets, Master Trevor, so you can have fun too. Hurry now, before the night is through. And my first impression here, was, when, when I got to this part, was like, this story's going to end with, with, with the Binkles hunting down the, the kids by the end of the night, isn't it? And it really then, sounded like it. Yeah, and then the update, oh no, it's far worse. <laughs> He's already in the, in the shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, oh. and actually, moving, oh, yeah, yes? Speaking uh, about that, uh, the quote, um, for me, uh, I, I had a strong uh, Pinocchio vibe. Yeah. Uh, so I was expecting everyone to turn into horses or donkeys. Or some kind of creature. Like it, it, I mean, to be fair, in Pinocchio, that is very much a like, like that place, oh. the, that, that island that they, they, all, the, all the boys go to. Um, they said Nokia vibe. I'm like, how is this to do with phones and such? Really? I don't understand. I <laughs> honestly thought he said that. I did not hear it. It's it's fair. Yeah, it might just be like a connection issue. Um, yeah, my but yeah, no. In, yeah, to the rest of my body very well. <laughs> yes, clearly. Uh, but yeah, in in Pinocchio, um, yeah, the island where like all the kids like can smoke and drink and be all kinds of, of assholes. They become assholes themselves. Literally asses. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's very much a like a, a fairy folklore, like a fairy thing, sort of thing. Like just like basically, it's like the, it's like going to hell, or like it's like the devil tricking you into into sinning and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, and actually moving on to um, uh, the the quote I have again, it's it's one I just really can't use it indirectly. Um, and these were not the worst. No, that distraction belonged to the three main attractions. And it kind of covers uh, like a bunch of like the attractions, like the the roller coaster ride and the Ferris wheel and the haunted house attraction, and then all, like all the other stuff that we see in this festival in the first half of the story. Like it starts off all nice and like whimsical and fun, and then it as soon as the glamour gets ripped down, we get some really cool, horrifying descriptions of the true form of the fairgrounds. Um, and I thought it was really well illustrated with each paragraph that we got that covered each ride. Like, I think my favorite one is specifically the Ferris wheel spider web description. Just oh, because yeah. like, I liked that idea of like, it, it's looks like a Ferris wheel, 
But then when the glamour comes off, it's still kind of Ferris wheel shaped, but it's a giant spider web. I thought that was a very creative like way of translating a spider web. Um, now that I think about it, the um, the demon that's in the middle. Yeah. What was that demon when um, the glamour was on? It was a haunted house attraction. Oh, the oh the the demon it was, was the, the haunted house. Yeah, it was the entire haunted house, and oh. she, they were on a stage. Uh, with the throne of with the throne of bones and all the the ghosts and ghoulies that were like animatronics, those were all children impaled on spikes and and it was like basically using its uh it was it was putting its cup underneath them to to gather their blood. Yes. So yeah, um again a really cool like twisted version of like the glamour and then like even the the cre and like all the creatures we see in this like the the binkle. Um, when it when it's revealed its true form, it's like this whimsy. Uh, first, it's this whimsy, like almost like leprechaun, like elf kind of creature, uh, and then the glamour comes off, and it's more of a Guillermo del Toro fairy horror, <laughs> like this giant, lanky, tall uh, creature with like no eyes, but like a, and a too wide mouth with like teeth that are all like serrated or like shark like. Mm-hmm. Um, and and its finger, uh, like the finger uh, part with its claws, and actually, I'm about to get into that. Um, so with this, with this quote here, I saw the, I saw that one of the fingers had been run through a small corpse, the, the body dressed in a recognizable sage green outfit that revealed the identity of the speaker of whom I had earlier made an acquaintance. Okay. So first off the part where it's like, um, I saw that one of the fingers had been run through a small corpse. I don't think Bean should be there. I think it should be like had run through a small corpse. Like the one of the fingers had run through a small corpse. Said it had been. Yeah, exactly. It just seemed kind of weird to me, like the way it was written. Again, some of the st- story kind of has that like kind of whimsical poetry sort of to it, and sometimes it doesn't make sense. Like we kind of brought up earlier. I think it works. Okay, either way, but that's sense? just me. Okay, okay, that's fair. I I know I, I I struggled with it a little bit. Um, on my read-throughs, so... Mm. Would, um, would it make but, more sense if it impaled the small corpse? Yeah, may, I think that might work better. Um, like, I saw that one of the fingers had impaled a small corpse. Um, maybe that would work better, for me anyway. Um, it's sort of an objective thing. Because uh, or, Bean or is in there, though, it's yeah. making it past tense like it was already impaled. Yeah, it almost sounds like you're talking about it in the present without that there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But that was just a, sort of like an aside grammar thing, and and like the the actual like comment I have is like my again my my uh, 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 the 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 just the, this is is this impl- like the other thing I had about this was like is this implying that that the creature killed Binkle? <laughs> Or that it simply had 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 used yeah had used the outfit on the victim as its glamour foci. <laughs> um, like I I wasn't sure it, when it was describing this I wasn't sure if if the creature itself was actually supposed to be Binkle like in now in its true form or if Binkle had been killed by this thing and was it was now talking through Binkle. <laughs> I imagine the glamour is just to hide itself while he's puppeting it. Yeah, and again, like like the next sentence we get, uh, my entire body was shaking as I faced the monster in front of me. Its hand moving a little, moving the little green suited corpse 
in time with its words. And that was like, oh god, it's a puppeteer. <laughs> and the glamour is is using this corpse puppet as a focus. Like, god, that's so fucking creepy and cool. Like, just, ah. Again, very, very much like fairy horror. Like, you think they're like nice, cutes and like whimsical creatures, and then when you see them for what they really are, they're these twisted, like, lanky human forms that are, or like humanish forms that are like distended and like bloated and horrifying. Um, like sub suddenly they are inhuman things, um, wearing the guise of something more familiar for the children. Um, and then, then we. Yeah, so so basically, I really liked the the descriptions of all the the fake creatures and stuff like their true forms because it was really well, horrifyingly described. Um, so moving away from Fay Hollow, uh, we go back. Uh, we we cut we cut a year. <laughs> um, when I um, we jump into a different creepypasta, I'm like, I was not prepared. Ah <laughs> ah uh, uh, uh. uh, no! We're Is gonna, this we're... an SCP? Is there a link I missed? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, no, I'm just talking about the the shorts dilemma. Um, so here's the quote. I can't rightly say why, but it wasn't until the next year, pulling back on the shorts I'd been wearing that faithful day, that my hand found the amulet somehow still in the pocket where it had been left, and the memories all came rushing back to me. Wait, no one washed those shorts, piss-stained and all, for a year? And you just, you just put them back on? Ew! <laughs> Or his mom like, did wash them, but she didn't notice it was in there. That, that I literally was about to, I was literally about to say that. I was like, okay, maybe they got cleaned, and perhaps the amulet just magically remained in the shorts, waiting for Trevor to return to them. Yeah, but still, I plead the filth. I mean, fifth <laughs> on <laughs> my original filth. gross thought <laughs> of those shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's it's funnier and also grosser <laughs> if it was actually that. Like he just never like. He ne- he never cleaned those shorts. They just sat there, like on his uh, in his room for like a year until the next yep. summer. <laughs> That's why I wear yellow shorts because I can't see when I piss myself. <laughs> That's why I wear I the say brown as I'm wearing yellow shorts right now. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. But why are they wet? <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Maybe <laughs> <I> smell ammonia. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, Going to move on to my next one here. All thoughts of what did or didn't happen went away the next summer at my grandparents' house. It had taken some effort to convince my mom, but I really did want to spend time with them. Besides, despite how scared I was, there was a part of me that wanted to confirm once and for all exactly what I had seen. And my first impression here is you are an idiot or a, or a creepypasta horror movie protagonist like legitimately like my, my first first impressions here this story didn't need to keep going with you like didn't need to have the character go back to Faye hollow it was nearly a good enough end like tale to, of confronting the Faye and escaping while traumatized um uh from the experience but no we need to have the character fumble back into the trap willingly this time don't we, Trevor? But then, <laughs> the next sentence, <laughs> or like the next thing down. <laughs> it was terrifying how hard it was for me to resist th- that cloying temptation. But holding tightly t- onto the pendant I wore around my neck, 
I managed to turn and walk home without looking back. That was the last time I voluntarily went walking into the woods. I thought I was free of Fay Hollow. For a while, I was right. Oh, okay, so like, he just went to check to see if he could find the trail again, and I was like, okay, that was real. Nope. <laughs> okay, so it's yeah. like, I, I was like, as I was reading this, it was just sort of like a journey. I was like, you are an idiot. What the fuck? Oh, oh, okay. You're not an idiot. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well then, um, carry on. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was like immediately my reaction after like finishing that, that part. <laughs> it was like, oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, but it like it it like sort of like dukes you into thinking that he's going to go back to Fay Hollow for some fucking reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, my next one here, um, our next idea here stems from this quote. After that, I had to be careful. Every once in a while, I would be walking down the sidewalk, and if I let my thoughts wander would find myself heading down the forest path, the unmistakable lilt of music drawing me ever onwards, the strange eldritch stars and moon shining down upon me from between the thick tree branches above. Once I was studying in a library, went back into the stacks to grab a book, and, turning to go back to my table, realized I was on the trail to the grove. So I really like this idea of an otherworldly place stalking you and attempting to trick you into like going into and like walking back into its like domain. Like I think that's really fucking cool as a as a horror concept. Like it's not a creature, it's the actual place like stalking you. <laughs> I wonder um, what happens in that situation. Like does he just bamf out of reality or is he still walking around in reality but in his head he's envisioning that he's doing that? I, I think maybe, like, it's sort of like a Carcosa thing, which is actually what I'm going to bring up next, is that it, he just sort of, trend, like, he uh, he turns a corner, and, like, to anybody out on the outside, it looks like he's just, like, like walked past, a, a, like, a pole and just vanished, like, a, like behind it. Like, just hide, hid behind it. Oh, he Batman's away? Yeah, exactly. Like, I think he just transitions from our reality to, the next, to that reality. Because it, it is definitely a translation between the real world and the Fey world that he's he's doing when he when he goes to this other place because it was sunny when he was walking around in the woods and then he followed this trail yes. and it suddenly became nighttime way earlier way earlier than it should have been but that could have been um some psychedelic um effect on him that's only in be. his head it could be but i i think it's it, the way it's the way it's treated in this the, the story i think it's supposed to be like a translation between dimensions hmm. um i'm just saying like previously when he went there when he fully went there, he could have been actually walking around in the actual forest. But when he's in the library and then all of a sudden he's in the forest, that makes yeah. me wonder now. Yeah. He's like, is he, is he just suffering from like hallucinations? Um, sort of got like a, or is, just like he, vibe? Um, or, or is it possible that when he, when that affects him, essentially makes him sleepwalk. So to his waking mind, it was instantaneous. He's in the forest. But what yeah. actually happened was he sleepwalked out of the building all the way oh, to the God. forest until he woke up. That'd be so fucking cool. Like again, like I'm just visualizing like how you would like show that in a film and just like show like the security cameras of the CRT uh, cameras of the um uh of the uh of the library just showing this guy like just walk out uh out of off of campus and just walk towards a forest. Mhm. 
um, like just drop everything. Yeah, that would be. I think that would be really cool. Um, and actually, I, I kind of like this idea, and I like because uh, it, it's sort of like similar to like the idea of like of the dimension like stalking him. Like going back to my original thought that it's the it's the dimension itself that's stalking him. Uh, it, it kind of it reminds me of like Carcosa as a predatory dimensional space, like. Um, and I could definitely see that being run in a in a game. Like this is my kitchen segment, guys. <laughs> um, I I could see it being done in like three acts. Like the first act is the childhood whimsy horror of the initial discovery. Like have the characters go to like a, a weird whimsical carnival in the in the uh, in the woods, but then have one of them like, th- but then have them like roll sand and then learn the truth behind the glamour, and then the survivors of that encounter. <laughs> Like the ones that make it out of the festival or of the fair, um, we move on to Act Two, and they're like a little, maybe a little bit older, or maybe like it's like a little bit t- a little bit time has passed between like that and the, and uh, then and then and now, and um, have that the, uh, the 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 fairgrounds or like the trail that leads to the fairgrounds is now stalking them. Like again, like like in the story, like have them roll sand just on their on their regular routine, like during the day. And it's like, all right, you're you're at the trail. <laughs> like, just have them like trend like their sand checks basically determine how they translate over to the uh, the trail. Mm-hmm. Sort of like how Carcosa, like in Carcosa, you would roll sand, and you get the choice to accept this reality or not. And basically, like if you don't want to lose sand, you got to follow with it. However, the more sand you're losing, like the more sand you're basically like um, you're you're going with. The closer you are, you are to getting to into Carcosa, and at the very end, you like what? You, once you get in there, it's too late. You're done. Yeah, you're, you're fucked, son. <laughs> um, and so yeah, that that'd be the thing. Is basically like this act two would be the um the stalking of the of like the location stalking the players as they try to either go about their lives or try and figure out what what's going on, and then act three. I feel would probably be the, the the final confrontation to try and stop I, either either find a way to to stop it from happening or to like kill the the, the like the the Sylvan Queen that's obviously like in charge of everything or die tw- trying slash go insane you know whichever happens first yeah I was to say or a total party wipe yeah exactly a TPK um, mm-hmm. it would it would I, I it would definitely be a multi session like mini campaign I think like each each act would be a session I feel yeah. Um, and and you could even like stick with the Fey origin, like just like basically remove the Carcosa element and just like or use the Carcosa mechanics and just have it be Fey origins. Because honestly, Fey the, the deeper you look into Fey legends and stuff, that like the more you get into like kind of cosmic horror anyway. So like you don't you almost don't even need like the more Lovecraftian like or King in Yellow sort of like mythos um, to to represent that that cosmic horror like fey fey folklore is just as cosmic horror as lovecraft so mm. <laughs> um and speaking of fey folklore and such i'm going to start off with this uh, quote here um that continued for some long years until abruptly when i turned 18 it stopped altogether i don't rightly know what it is about being a legal adult that did it or if it would have made a difference if I had been born in a country where adulthood was considered to be at an earlier or later age. Um, that's actually very common in fairy folklore and myths. 
um, they, they prey on children for their innocence. Um, mm-hmm. Like, not to say that Fae don't prey on adults in stories, but in the stories that children are involved, it's usually due to their youth and naivete. Like, they're, they're playing, they want to play, but then Fae playing is not human playing. <laughs> they, are, they are like, it's like, uh, it's like playing with a wild animal. Um, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. So, um, and then I got this kind of revel. I, this felt like a revelation to me when I got to it, but uh, I'll just continue here. Um, I'm in my thirties now for a long while. I thought that I wouldn't get married, but then I found a woman that I absolutely couldn't dream of living without. I thought for sure that I would never have kids, but she wants them. And there's no way I can deny her that either. But I worry. Oh, no. <laughs> so, two things here. So, first off, um, I immediately thought that Trevor's potential kids being in danger, like, right off, like, as soon as this, this, I read this, I was like, oh, man, yeah, your kids are totes in danger. <laughs> like, um, like, as soon as it said, I'm in my 30s now, it's like, oh, man, your fucking kids are, sh-. like, you're, you're talking about, you're, gonna, you're about to talk about your kids <laughs> um, and how they're being affected or how they're about to be affected. By the uh, by, by Faye Hollow's like stalking. I think what um, he's saying is like all kids are affected by it. Oh well, yeah, no, but like, but his in, in in particular, like he's worried about his own kids, like about have. That's why he didn't want to have kids and such. Mm-hmm. Um, was because of all this, but yeah, no, it's it's sort of like it. it and it, I think I why I like immediately thought of that, like even before like the sentence finished or the paragraph finished, was because that's kind of a thing in in horror stories, like the 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 sins of the father move on to the children, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Or the sins of the parents kind of move on to the children in 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 horror stories, um, but the second part that actually got me in this when it was when it like as soon as it br- oh, it brings up it like I'm in my 30s now, um, and I couldn't imagine getting married, but now I found this woman that I absolutely cannot dream without living without. I actually like thought of something before it like r- right after the uh, or before it even starts addressing like the fact like like he has, he his has, he's about to have kids and like that's an issue. It actually like my my. Revelation pointed towards the fiance, and I almost expected this story to end with the Sylvan Queen of the Fey, like a Fey Hollow, like that that um, that creature on the on the throne of bones, being glamoured and courting Trevor as some sort of long con trickery. <laughs> yeah, because he previously stated he'd been without wearing the amulet, like for several for several years. Because he didn't, because oh, yeah. so he did, he wouldn't be able to, he wouldn't have the, uh, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't know the the glamour, and then like so like the end, the story would end with him like picking up the, uh, it's like, but recently I picked up my the, the the that old amulet um because of my worries, and I just had this horrible, um, I I just caught this horrible glance of of my 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 soon to be wife, as the sylvan creature from the bone throne. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Like I think it would be a really cool twist. Just saying, like that would have been like the kid, like like passing on like uh, like the the amulet to your kids, like and like warning the reader and stuff like that. Like of, of a, that's cool. That's that's a, that's a de- that's still a decent like ending. But I think it would be uh, the way it was going. I think it would have been really cool if there had been like this long con from the Sylvan creature <laughs> that it like had fa- like had found him uh, found another way to like basically get at Trevor all these years. Depends on how mm. their magic works, because if they just don't get affected by they being humans, if yeah. they just don't get affected by it after they're of legal age, then glamour or not, 
he wouldn't be well, noticing I it. I think it's uh, well, and uh, like again, like I don't, I can't speak a hundred percent for fame folklore and stuff of that because I don't, I'm not a huge expert on it. I I dabble, <laughs> but I feel like it was probably just like at 18 they stopped playing their game of trying to catch the kid uh, mm-hmm. because he's older now. But now they've moved on to the other, like to another angle because oh, he's an adult, so we'll we'll try another trick on him now. Yeah, like, we'll we'll lull him into a false sense of security, and then our queen will grab him. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then going on to the, I, the, the, um, uh, the, the, the question that I had throughout this entire story, and I'm going to start with this quote here. I still have the amulet. I don't know how it ended up in that tree. And I don't know what Providence let me stop and grab it that first day on my way to Fay Hollow. All I know is that it saved my life, maybe my very soul. It sure didn't stop the hollow from trying to get at me, but at the very least, it let me see the monsters for what they truly were. So my theory here, uh, since the story is being very vague about it, is that the, who, who planted that, that amulet in that tree was the summer court fay. Um, because to me, the fay, ho- uh, fay hollow feels very winter court, like very, very dark, very predatory, um, very cold. In their in in their in their motives, um, so I, I'm I think that like maybe as a way of 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 indirectly thwarting winter, summer placed a loophole or a counter agent before uh, like along the trail, um, at, uh, so that any uh, so that you could see like through their glamour through the winter's glamour, um. As like for any for any victim that was like going down the trail that was eagle eyed enough to spot the um, mm-hmm. uh, spot the uh, the the counter agent before going into the trap, um, it's it's definitely something that summer and winter do in in fairy folklore or at least in in stories that deal with fairy folklore. Uh, like winter and summer are always at odds and they're always trying to outdo each other or trying to like um, uh, trying to counteract each other, like. It might not even be that they care about the person that's going into 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 Fay Hollow. They're just like, oh man, fucking win- uh, winner's got this really interesting um, side gig going on. Uh, like we can't ha- let that stand, but we can't in- we can't directly combat them because that's not our way. So we're gonna do something tricksy and put a uh, put a little put a little like uh, a boon or like a little bit of a uh, a uh, an aid to the uh, to the to the poor victims that get uh, that get ensnarled by their by the by winner's trap. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's that's my theory is that it's really it's it's actually um it was placed there by another fey faction to kind of um piss off or uh antagonize the fey, uh, the the fey that are running fey hollow. Yeah, because why would those fey have that laying around? They destroy it, right? Exactly. Yeah, or they wouldn't have it out in the uh, out in the open. Or you know what, actually, I mean, now that I think about it, it could also just be like part of the game because the fey are all pl- they're all about being playful and being tricksy and deceptive but also giving you a fair chance to to string your own neck up <laughs> so they might have placed that amulet there as a test to see if anybody was smart enough to let or like or somebody was was keen enough to spot the um uh the knife so that they could cut the rope that was about to go around their neck <laughs> like it could be either or. It could be that like an opposing fey force, like a fey fey court, that um that has decided to uh, sort of indirectly uh, rebel against fey hollow's master, 
or it might have been Fey Hollow itself just playing a game. Like, is somebody, is one of these foolish little hor- humans smart enough to, to find, or, like, or keen, or, or, uh, or sharp-eyed enough to spot the, uh, the little bauble on the side of the road before they enter the bear trap? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, uh, it, my, my, my working theory, though, is that it's the summer court. <laughs> Fucking over the winter court. Um, fair. Yeah, fair. Folk. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but that's my, that's my uh, actual thoughts. So, Mikey, he stands for evil. Alright. Uh, so, I have a, a quote here that made me laugh a little bit. Oh. Uh, the farther I got along the path, the closer I got to the music, the quicker my steps became, my feet slapping against the dirt in time with the rapidly increasing beat of my heart as it thundered within my chest. So, uh, the average heartbeat of a 10-year-old is between 75 to 115 beats per minute. Jesus. So that kid's running. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's not walking no more. <laughs> just uh, my legs. He's <laughs> just taking beep. a whole lot of tiny steps. Yeah, no, yeah. it's just like it's <laughs> beep. beep. <laughs> Apparently, this is <Yeah>. Sanic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That's that's a call. That's a good call. <laughs> And then uh, uh, my next actual thought is that there's a bit of a missed opportunity because they could have had a picture of an amulet. In the story? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we like, could have gotten It says one. he still has it. <laughs> yeah, I guess we could have had like gotten a photograph of, the, uh, of an amulet. I mean, and, I mean, literally go to a new age shop and you can find an amulet on in like in there or like find, or like get like a, a custom made one or something. Hmm. But yeah. Yeah. I guess that is sort of a, it is a bit of a missed opportunity. Yeah. Like show us the, the protection items that we can get one too. <laughs> yeah. This is clearly a ritual pasta. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's the end of my actual thoughts. Oh, okay. Uh, I get, I get. Did you did you have anything I guess to say about the like the descriptions and stuff of like that, or is it just like you agree with what I was saying earlier? <laughs> well, uh, I, I, well, I came in expecting something weird to go on, and something weird happened. So <laughs> I was not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I, then I was I was really glad that this title actually actually connected to the story because <laughs> we've had a couple of times where like the the title is just like completely um, uh, set the bar and disappoints <laughs> in previous creepypastas. So, but all right, fair enough, uh, gamer. All yeah, right. <clears throat> Uh, so when it says, I retrieved the object from within and found it was sort of a pendant strung upon a leather thong and inlaid in silver. So I'm going to go ahead and assume it's either meaning it's like a leather necklace or a lanyard or a sandal or something. It says yeah. thong. That, 
the old way of, <laughs> the old word for thong is like a stri- like a looped like piece of leather. <laughs> yes. So but was that used like even in the seventies? It's used now for that. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, never mind then. It's okay. It's just. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they still used it for that purpose because I figured the other type of thong would have taken over by now. Yeah. Although I, I will admit, I, I I did read that and I'm just like <laughs> thong. <laughs> yes. Because I'm twelve. <laughs> so. Indeed. The food stands advertise the most sumptuous of treats. Sumptuous of treats. Sumptuous? Is it sumptuous? Oh, there was a you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I haven't heard sumptuous before. It means splendid and expensive looking. Yep. You guys were talking about treats. I thought it was going to be scrumptious based on the way that word was, but no, it's a different word. Scrumptious would also be a, an applicable word, I think. But Yes. Then it goes on to um, talk about the uh, the man in the moon situation. Mm-hmm. I turn and give him a uh, fully realized wink and a grin and all that, and it's a huge moon. So straight up, I saw it as a Majora's Mask moon. Yeah, moon. yeah. Female, of course, but still a giant, horrifying. So, so the moon from Majora's Mask, but with lipstick on it, <laughs> on the lips. Yeah, and a bow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give it a Mrs. Like, Pac-Man situation. Exactly. <laughs> totally. And then it goes on to describe what um, the Binkle was wearing. The mm-hmm. being was dressed in all green from its pants and coat to the little hat on its head. And its ears were tapered to points at their ends. All told, it resembled nothing so much uh, as a classic elf from fairy tales. My grandparents would read me before I fell asleep every night. Until it said elf, I was 100% imagining a leprechaun. Yeah, I, I think what the problem here is that like I, I can see why they'd say elf because I think of uh, I'm thinking of the the Santa's little helpers. Like yes. to me, those like because it doesn't describe the kind of hat it's wearing. <laughs> It just yeah. it just says there's a green hat on its head, so that can either be like the little top hat that green that el- that, that leprechauns have, or the or the little green toques that uh that uh, that little uh, Santa's little helper elves have, like in yeah they in, have like a link hat, right? Exactly, yeah. Bring it back to Zelda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, weird. You're the gamer in yellow, right? I'd, I'd expect nothing less. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then um, speaking of the little leprechaun guy, uh, when the glamour gets dropped and he sees that. The fingers have been run through a small corpse and all that, and he's being puppeted by him. Mm-hmm. I find the the dead elf is kind of confusing and not really needed. Was it a dead elf, or was it a was it a child? It doesn't say. I, yeah, that's the problem. That that's my problem with that. Like, uh, that, that's what I like. I liked the the descriptor of like of the reveal and some of that, but that's also my problem with that story. That story is like I or that sentence. I couldn't make sense of like, is the elf. Was the, was Elf built um, Binkle or was is the creature Binkle? I don't. I, I wasn't getting it. But it just says run through a small corpse. The body dressed in recognizable stage green outfit that revealed the identity of the speaker of whom I earlier made an acquaintance. It doesn't specifically say that it also has elf ears and stuff. But yeah, regardless, I find this part kind of unnecessary because they have enough power in their glamour to make a snake look like a roller coaster or a spider web look like a Ferris wheel. So why does this guy get like the bomb of the barrel magic that he has to have something to puppet? It could be a, just, he's a lesser he just, pay. Like he, he's not as strong in the magics as the, as the queen or, or whatever the Sylvan creature is. I keep calling it the, the, the Sylvan queen because 
it's I'm very sure that's what it's called in this too. Is, yeah, it's called the Sylvan Queen, but or the Sylvan creature. But I keep calling it the Queen because it's basically the Queen of this this air, this domain, Fey Hollow. It says Queen. Does it say it? Does it say Queen? Let's talk. No, actually, it's talking about the uh, spider. Yeah. Never mind. But either way, um, all the other creatures had like full on. They just changed the entirety of their look. Well, this guy doesn't have that option. Yeah. Or he's just having fun. Yeah, exactly. It... Which I guess is an option. Yep. Um, then, uh, compared to what you said earlier, Cultus, in regards to the story, it could have ended way earlier. Like when he got away from Fate Hollow the first time and then it's over. Yeah. I'm with you because I was reading this and I thought he was wrapping up and then I scrolled down and there's still paragraphs of text. Um, but honestly I didn't mind that because what it does is it shows you the long lasting repercussions of going there most stories just like there's a spooky thing that happened but I got away yeah credits I I will say that this one also does it well like it doesn't rush it 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 summarizes things that happen but it doesn't it doesn't feel rushed to me like the ending no so yeah, it goes through from him getting out of there up until his teens, or his eighteen rather, um, yeah. and then eighteen to thirty, and it's yeah. like section out of his life, so you can see how this thing has affected him his entire life, exactly, and how it's going to continue to affect him because he's apparently going to have kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was actually appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't actually like. I mean, really, like, I wasn't disappointed that, like, oh, damn, we had to, I had to keep reading. It didn't end where I mm-hmm. thought it was going to end. I was actually, I was, I, I actually enjoy. I still enjoyed the rest of the read. <laughs> so. Yeah. And that's about all I got. All right. Then I suppose we shall move on to final thoughts. Um, I really enjoyed the descriptions and the, and the plot we got here. Um, like, just, like, the, the journey of, of, go, of this kid going into this whimsical place and then it turned out to not be so whimsical <laughs> and, and actually be a Guillermo del Toro horror film uh, mm-hmm. with, with like creepy fucking fey monsters and like everything that you thought was cool and, and fun is actually horrifying and terrifying and, and carnivorous. Oh, I didn't even bring up like I fucking love the cotton candy jellies. Like the dis- yes. way it's described is like the cotton candy is actually like a jelly, like this like jelly creature that like slings up the, the victim's arm and like just becomes a gelatinous cube onto their head and just puppets the body <laughs> like a fucking the hot dogs, which are basically face huggers. Yeah. Yeah. Basically they, they go in down. They, they it's a chest burster technically stuff down their mouths and then like, and then, um, and then just burst out of their stomachs. Mm-hmm. Like so fucking cool. Like it's horrifying. It's all like the story, like has a lot of child death, <laughs> but it's, but it's not like it's tasteful child. death. <laughs> It's so weird to say that, but kind of like I didn't have the same reaction I would have if the story was skeevy. Like if it was more, I think it's because there's a whimsical element, like the it's fairy folklore or it's like fairy horror. So it's yeah. less like trauma. It's less like I'm I'm getting less of like a, like I don't really want to read this. If it's it was more a of dude like, named Gary that's oh, doing fuck. all this. Yeah, like if, then, it was yeah. Some, if it was yeah, if it was actually some like some it was actually real people like and not like the fae. Um, like if it wasn't like the boogeyman, basically, if it wasn't like a monster, like an actual supernatural creature, I'd have problems with it, I think. But mm. as it is, 
honestly, like it's really it's really creative and horrifying, and that's in 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 the best way for me. Like fairies are scary, <laughs> um, and like especially like in the older lore and folklore that you like you find for them, like it, they are creepy motherfuckers, and they are like inhuman creatures that are so beautiful that it's inhumanly so, um, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, although I think there's some missed opportunities in this story, like like with the ending, like I think I, I feel like it might have been a cool thing to have the long con uh, part part, but I'm not beating the story up for the ending we got. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously there's some typos and stuff we picked out, but like they're not they're they're really minor. Like quick quick round of editing on creepos.wiki, and this is and this thing can get uh like nice uh, a nice little finish on it. Um. Yeah, I, I really can't complain too much about the stuff that we complained about. <laughs> um, like it, it was pretty minor, like in all, th- uh, in all, like when everything was said and done. So, I'm gonna recommend it. Uh, if you like fairy folklore shit, um, you'll you'll probably dig this story. Uh, and I I, I kind of want to borrow the idea for a for a, for a uh, for a game, um, simply because like it felt very much like it was be, would be good fodder for like a little fears game or like a Cthulhu game where your characters stumble into this whimsical place that turns out to be horrifying. And then it's, and then the place itself stalks you in, throughout your life. <laughs> um, so good job. Shadow swimmer 77. You did good in my eyes. We'll see how the other guys feel. <laughs> uh, speaking of Mikey, these stands for evil. I'm so, uh, going into this, and once it got to the fairgrounds and stuff actually began to happen, um, I, like I said, immediately went to sort of the Pinocchio route where something bad is going to happen to all these children. Oh, and then yeah. something bad did happen. <laughs> um, something bad. Something very bad. <laughs> <laughs> I I almost wondered like while I was reading the story it's like are there actually any other children in this or are these all just like like are these are these all just like illusions too like I wasn't quite sure until like it got into like more like some of the more like um uh graphic stuff that happened in the in the true form stuff it's like oh no there are other kids in this in this park <laughs> I mean I guess it's possible that they're all illusions except for Trevor Yeah but I, th- I think it's I think it's basically like kind of insinuating that like because I'm I'm also wondering like does the trail is that the only pl- place in the woods that that trail exists or does it in fact have like basically it's like a frac like sort of um uh sort of like a quantum thing where like the the trail exists in multiple places at once and they all all ro- all paths lead to Fay Hollow. Like, well, he had to go back to his grandmother's place to find it again. But he found it in a different location in the woods than he he did before. Yeah, and then it started stalking him. Remember, so like he wouldn't. He probably. I imagine like I, maybe he was like if he was doing the the sleepwalking thing that we kind of speculated uh, from like the the library. Perhaps he just like had to walk into a forest and find a tra- find the trail. Maybe he just he just knew that like the trail existed in the woods by his grandparents' place, um, but it might have it might exist elsewhere, like or it might pop up elsewhere. Um, hence, hence the like, library. And it's and, only and also, showing up elsewhere because he already knows about it. Exactly. Also, hence why there's more children like around. Because again, like m- maybe some of those children are illusions, but there's still children there that are clearly being eaten and devoured and stuff. So they had to come from somewhere. <laughs> mm. 
And even if all those were an illusion just to fuck with him, they wouldn't let him go that easy because he would be the only actual one there to take. Exactly. Yeah. Although actually, well, the fairies are also honor bound and like, like, uh, like word bound in, in some cases. So like the trap might be set up so that like he had to partake in order to actually get, he basically had to take the bait in order to actually get trapped. Mm -hmm. So by, so he had to, he had to make the choice. Like that's, that's what fairies are all about. They're all about you making the choice or like subscribing to their, to their deals. And if they, if you don't, well, they have no power over you whatsoever. So they Mm -hmm. have to let you go. (laughs) But yeah, I, I can see it being either way, (laughs) but, uh, Mikey, you continue. Sorry. (laughs) So yeah, do uh, um, and like we said before that as soon as he gets out, we sort of was expecting it to end, but then there was a bunch of paragraphs afterward, um, and then we suddenly get the uh, he's an adult and he has protection for his kids if he ever has them, but I I, I like. The uh, idea that review consoles came up with, which is, what if this girl that he's in love with is actually the Sylvan in disguise? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I I'm actually, I, I felt very proud of myself for like coming up with that. I'm not gonna lie, I was like, I, did, I, I came up with a revelation. I don't know what how. Revelation. I don't know if it's on the same tier as the ones that Mikey or Gamer have done before, but <laughs> I think I pretty, I was pretty confident with that one. Mm-hmm. Good job! Yay! I'm in the same club, right? Uh, I don't know about you that. You got the good try award. Yay! I got the star. <laughs> it's even green. <laughs> so, overall, I, I'm going to give this a recommendation because it didn't stop where typical has to stop. Where it's like, oh, I got free of the spooky thing. And it's still out there, but yeah, I'm free. <laughs> this it it didn't leave off where a Lovecraft story would also have left off, <laughs> where it's like I got super spooked, I passed out, woke up in a hospital with a popsicle stick in my mouth. Oh, that was horrifying. Finn. <laughs> yeah, that's literally how the festival by Love by H.P. Lovecraft ends. Is he goes on a crazy thing after like partaking in a weird supernatural festival, passes out. Wakes up in a hospital bed. It's been a week or two, and he he's never going to go back to that that town again. <laughs> That's it. Uh, mm. yeah. But uh, all right. So I guess on to to gamer. I also enjoyed it. Um, the read went pretty good. I enjoyed how it showed how it's affected his life after the fact. That's the immersion of it. The only way you can add to it more is if there's an actual picture of the, the pendant. Because this does seem like it's a... The story's here as a warning. So it would be good if he's like, here's a picture of the pendant. If you see one yeah. around, it might be handy to get for your kids. And get something that isn't an actual pendant. So like, yeah. if you're randomly going through like a garage sale, you might see it and be like, oh, <laughs> That is the... Exactly, yeah. Like... Uh, yeah, gr- grab one from like uh from Green Earth or like another New Age sort of shop that like somebody might have in their like in their in a garage sale or thrift store and just like just to fuck with somebody who's read your story. Yes, for sure. <laughs> like 
because in that case, it's almost an advertisement. It's like, oh, you should get that. You should get that amulet. Yeah, <laughs> practically a prop for a for a, for a, for a piece of fiction. Mm-hmm. It is fiction, right? Right. <laughs> sure, it is. But yeah, overall, I I liked it. There's only those couple of um, quote unquote problems that I brought up, but they're not even really problems. So overall, recommend uh, recommend it. Wow. So a full-on recommend, a roundhouse recommendation to the face. Yeah. Did it. Uh, yeah, no, this, I, I was, I was very, I liked, I loved, I loved the story. So I, I'm not ashamed to say that. <laughs> um, and it seemed like we all enjoyed it. So um, mm. that has been this week's episode. If you like what you heard or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted. Whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr. Uh, we're all on Twitter. Mikey is at the East Ends for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W at the end, because his name is very long. Yeah, it has to be long. Um, yes. Uh, and I'm at Review Cultist. You can also send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. We can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas, SCPs, cryptids, spooky things online that you'd like us to have a look at. We'll take a look at it, we'll read it, we'll view it, we'll discuss it, and post it on our podcast. So, And yes, we know we spelt the name of the show wrong. No! We, on it, purpose. It, it, yes, on purpose, yes. yes. It's because it's creepypastas, and there's always bad spelling in creepypastas. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to help support the show financially, you can go to Patreon, look up El Dente Rigamortis, and select the back tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. Uh, and to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, it'd be like speaking into the void. And without your stories that you write and post online for people to read and enjoy... We really wouldn't have much of a show because we'd have nothing to talk about. So thank you. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. Mikey, these dance are evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well.